Well, hello and welcome to Sunday Encore, where we have candid conversations about the practical applications of Sunday's message. Well, we're back for another episode of Sunday Encore, where we sit down and recall the truths of Sunday's message and consider some practical applications to our everyday lives. We are here and ready to go. As always, if you are a new listener, I'm your host, Spencer, and across the table, I have our co-host slash main host, Adam. (laughs) We're ready to go. Slash. Slash. Anyway, here I am. Yeah, we're excited. Here we're we go. Ready to go. I yeah, love, I love these. These are great opportunities to just sit and have conversations. And absolutely. Yeah, we um, are going to sit down and discuss part two of our current series called All In, um, which for me has been personally incredible, like super challenging and convicting, just kind of going back to that, like, what's this thing all about kind of style? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and just really going back to like the cost of discipleship and what it looks like to follow Jesus here and now and how it looked like in scripture and how we can apply that to us now. And I, I just think it's been fantastic. Personally, yeah, it serves as a good reminder. You're very kind. I feel like every series you say, this is an incredible series. I, I don't know if you're vying I've never, for I'm a, never a lying. Or, well, no. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you if it's bad. <laughs> the, uh, it is great. I, I mean, nobody likes talking about the cost of anything. You know, like that's nobody likes talking about that. Everyone loves the benefit. At least it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's not a comfortable conversation, yeah. right? And so um, we all want to live in that brand new home until we look at the price tag of it, the cost of it, right? We all want to drive that car until we see the cost of it. Mm. We all we all want to have that certain physique, physical physique, until we understand the cost of it, yeah. right? Like we all, the cost of something is is usually where most people stop. That's a fair point, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think. You know, we can. It's. I think we as pastors or we as a church Christians do Jesus a disservice where we talk about the benefits and the blessings of following Jesus, but we we brush over the cost or we we cheapen yeah. out the cost of it. Yeah, absolutely. Because Jesus didn't do that. I mean, Jesus was very clear of what it costs to follow him, yep. and and multiple times, really, just kind of almost <laughs> seemingly discouraging people to follow him. Being, I don't know if you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Like totally. I don't. I just don't know if you're ready for this. Absolutely. And uh, and obviously open to everybody, but this idea is like you know there's no halfway in, there's no half-hearted following. Christianity is not a side gig, you yeah. know, it's not it's an not, add-on, right? Totally, right? yeah. And it's either all in or all or, or, or all out. Yeah. And so Jesus really doesn't give the option to do this sort of like casual Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, it's not a part of the resume normally, right? Like the way he set it up. You know, and so really, we—he's speaking to again. We see on when you study the Gospels, you see that Jesus. It doesn't take long for Jesus to draw crowds. It doesn't take long for Jesus to gather attention from people. Right. You know, totally. of all different walks of life, and they're gathering around him, and you know, they're they're intrigued, they're curious, they're they're riveted by his message, his authority, his yeah. demeanor, his ability to connect with people. His ability to to to, to know the law, to His know the word of God, the authority and how he communicates totally. scripture. He's able to directly communicate to the religious leaders in a way that probably most people were incredibly intimidated to do. Totally. Um, you know, he was he was intriguing. He drew yeah. crowds, you know, totally. he multiplied meals. He, you know, he had these miraculous catches of fish. Mm-hmm. He 
you know, he was healing people. Like people were amazed. Yeah. Um, and so he was drawing this, drawing this crowd. But, you know, we read in the Gospels, in the story of Luke, that he kind of turns to the crowd and he says, listen, if you want to actually follow me, if you want to be a true disciple of me, you have to deny yourself, mm. take up your cross daily and follow me. Mm. Like he talks about submission. He talks about sacrifice and surrender. Yeah. Like that's what it really means to be a follower of Jesus. And yeah, that wow. is not a popular message. That wasn't no. a popular message then. Yeah. And it's not a popular message now, right? Yeah, because we are convinced and by culture convinces us that we are complete within ourselves, that we have everything within ourselves to be all that we want to be. Yep. And Jesus, and you know, how dare anybody tell us that in order to be something, we actually have to submit, surrender, and there's sacrifice involved. Totally. And so Jesus comes into this equation and really turns the the whole message upside down. It was a very countercultural message. And uh, understanding that he's again just realized, re- reiterating that this is not an add on casual Christianity, but listen, I'm asking you to go all in. And, and yeah. as we see Jesus' life unfold all the way right to the cross and is that Jesus gave his full life and he expects nothing but our full life in return. Absolutely. And so really that is the essence and you know the kind of the hook line or the the subtext of this series is like halfway re- living is no way, is no way to live. Like yeah. come on, let's go all in. Yeah. You know, all go all in. And so really it's not a call to die more uh, or a call to do more rather, but it is a call to die more yeah. in order to live more. Right. In Christ, yeah, and for I love Christ, that. and so I think that's just a cool concept because I know we can feel the burden of like I got to do more. Yeah, and yes, there's action. There's there's a sense of responsibility on our part, but really, it's a call to surrender, yeah, submission, sacrifice more, die yeah. more to ourselves in order that we may live more yeah. in Christ. And Jesus did come to He said, "I come to give you life and life to the full." Mm-hmm. So we're not trading in, you know, a great life or a sub, so an ordinary life. No, yeah. we're, we're trading in an ordinary life for an abundant life. An extraordinary right? life. Yeah. An abundant life. And so, I mean, it is a great, it is a great deal. Yeah, it really Jesus is. is putting a great deal on the table. Absolutely. But it does cost us something. Absolutely. And so last week we talked about denying ourselves. What does that actually look like? To yeah. This week we looked at the taking up your cross daily, which yeah. really is the, it is the, the sacrificial cost of following Jesus. Yeah. Right? And Jesus, so, you know, this kind of big idea, we were diving into the story of Elisha, and we were kind of, this big idea that we were leaning into was that if you're willing to be demoted in the eyes of man, like yeah. this, then, you're, then you're ready to be promoted in the eyes of God. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, we don't have a whole lot of time, but we were just unpacking that story man. of Elisha, and it is a powerful That's story. the question, isn't it? Like, if you're ready for that. Are you ready? Yeah. Like, that's a great question to even just ask yourself personally. Oh, 100%. And I think, you know, I think as you go through the whole story, as we, if you, if you, you know, if you haven't listened to the message, I want to encourage you to go back because we're not going to be able to hit it all. But really, it comes down to this willingness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you willing? Wow, that's good. It's a willingness. And I mean, we, we know in to, even in today's world, in many parts of the world, to say yes to Jesus is to say yes to certain death. Yeah. Like it actually literally means yeah. your life. Uh, quite frequently. Right? We're not, this, this, like, we as in Western world, we have this kind of like, oh, it's just the burden I have to bear or the cross I need to bear is this kind of like self pitying antidote. Yeah. It's wow. like trivial things. Right. But when Jesus says, take up your cross and follow me, like they recognized that there was an actual cost. They actually saw the Roman officers used to make the criminals carry their cross to their death. Like mm-hmm. this was like, this was a pathway to death. Yeah. 
And the first century world would have recognized that vividly. Yeah, they had a pretty solid frame of reference as to what right? he was implying. We've sort of made it figuratively. Yeah. But I do and but I do think there is at some point a literal part of this where we have to be willing to say, God, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. What absolutely. comes what may. Yeah. And you know, I, I do believe there is coming a time in our in our world, our Western world, where saying yes to Jesus is actually going to cost us something. I think a lot of us if we were on, if we were going to be really really honest yeah saying yes to Jesus at least up to today's standard or today's living hasn't really had to cost us a whole lot like yeah. it's not like we're losing our job because of Jesus it's not no. like we're and a lot of us haven't lost our family members i know some have it's i'm not i don't yeah. want to trivialize that um but it's not like it's uh, you know we we're we're going to be arrested by going to church we can't have small group meetings totally. we can't publicly host outdoor services we yeah. had an outdoor baptism service the other day nobody was worried about you know, being arrested or yeah, no, we were, there was no hiding. There was no hiding. No. Like we don't, we don't have any of those things. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think there is, there's going to maybe come a day where we're going to have to make, to say yes to Jesus is going to cost us something. Mm-hmm. And we, and the question is, are you willing for that to yeah. happen? You yeah. know, uh, Paul, Paul actually tells us, he's like, for me to live as Christ in Philippians, right? He's like, for me to live as Christ and to die is gain. Like he just embraces this reality that like, I'd rather thrive in Jesus and die in this life, actually, I gain because I get to live with them eternally. You know, he says, you know, for those who belong to Christ, Jesus have crucified their flesh with all of its passions mm. and its desires. That's good. Like, so when we are saying yes to Jesus, we are crucifying our most carnal part of our body and saying, listen, I don't want to live for me anymore. I want to live for you. I don't want to live for my purposes and desires and passions but I want to live for you. And I believe that as I live for you, you're going to put new passions and new desires in my heart mm. and in my life that I'm one of them pursue, mm. right? So to take up our cross is to put to death our own ideas, our own plans and our desires, and then we exchange them for his because yeah. God has a plan for your life. He has desires for your life, and he wants to deposit those things. And I think the generosity of God is that not only does he give us gifts and passions, but he lines those things up with the opportunities he's placed before us. Absolutely. So that the generosity of God is saying, I'm giving you up gifts and skill sets and passions, and then I want to give you the opportunities for you to live those things out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's and just, providence. And just continue to trust in yeah. me, continue to live for me. And I think, you know, there is an initial sacrifice, but there's an amazing amount of gain when you can live in that reality. Yeah, that's and, good. And so it's it's this beautiful picture, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he wrote in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, he says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Mm. When Christ calls you, he bids you to come and die. It's, mm. that's, that is ultimately the call. Bids me come and die and find that I may truly Oh, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> no, that's beautiful, though. Anyway, so we are jumping into the, te- the, the story of Elisha, and there's so much we can unpack, but Elisha was his disciple of Elijah. He was a young man. I think we kind of talked about it the other day. I thought it was kind of interesting. how Chuck supposes the the story that Jesus had with the rich young ruler. That was so spot on. It's not even funny. It was mind blowing. So never heard it in my life. Well, it just kind of it, as we were discovering as I was studying it, I was like, "This is crazy." Because we talked last week about the rich young ruler and how he wanted to follow Jesus, but wasn't willing to put his identity in Jesus Christ alone yeah. and to get rid of everything else. Yeah. And then we read now the story of Elisha, who was a rich young ruler. He's got 12 pairs of oxen. He's like, he's got staff. He's got team. He's got this small enterprise. And Elijah comes and calls him to be a disciple. And he 
and he understands the call of what that actually means yeah. and he goes and he burns his plow and he burnt he cuts up his pair of oxen and he boils the flesh and he feeds his people and he says adios yeah and he That's walks it. away with nothing and basically says no kind of basically denies his his inheritance potentially with this false memory you know we don't we're kind of reading in a little bit to the story there but yeah you know he he absolutely destroyed plan b yeah, there he, is no plan B. No, he just annihilated it completely. And, I, and that's, you know, we talked, our sermon was called Burning the Plow, and that's really what it is. Is like, I'm not, there is no plan B. I think some of us, we go like, well, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i give this this Christianity thing a try, and if it doesn't yeah. work, then, you know, whatever. But Elijah's like, no, 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 I, I'm all in. You know, I, I'm, I'm going for this thing. And there I, is no other there's option. There's no other option. Yeah. And I think there's just something really beautiful about this picture of him saying, listen, this is a statement of faith that I'm committing my life to this call. Yeah. I'm committing my life to a purpose that's greater than myself. It would have been easier for him just to keep doing what he's doing. And in a lot of ways, you could have even justified, hey, I'll just keep making money and I'll, I'll tithe to the, the local. I'll, take, I'll help you. I'll, yeah. I'll support you financially. Support Elijah's I'll, ministry. You know, and, there's, and, and I'm not saying any of that is even the wrong answer, but for him, that would have been wrong. Right. Right? Because he would have been denying the call that he Because he would have been, exactly. Yeah. And so... You know, I believe that that call is on many people to support the work of the ministry, yeah. work vocationally, support the work of the ministry. That's Jesus a had it. That's Jesus a had so many, right? But for him, Elisha, in that moment, to deny that would have been to say no to Jesus. Would have yeah. been to say no to the opportunity, right? Yeah. And so we see that he he was really committed to following to Jesus, and so he counted the cost. And I think this is again when you come down to the crux of the messages, there is a cost to following. Jesus. I love how Elijah says to Elisha, he says, you know, you need to go back and you need to think about what I'm asking of you. Mm. You know, like this is not a, a decision to make lightly or half-heartedly. I think, again, when we say yes to Jesus, it can't just be an emotional response. Like we can't just kind of flippantly say yes. Totally. I think there needs to be a hard, a, a, a heart uh, evaluation. It's like, do I know what I'm committing myself to? At uh, least absolutely. to the best of my knowledge, my current totally. recognition, as much as I know now, you know? And I love how he goes back and he's, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. He gave a careful consideration he's, and he's all all in. Mm-hmm. And I love this story because not only did he make the statement of faith where he basically said like, you know, this is a turning point for me. This is kind of like almost like an altar moment where I'm putting a stake in the ground. I'm drawing a line in the sand. Like, yeah. this is the like, moving forward. But he if you read the start the story of 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 Elisha and Elijah, Elijah, so J before S, okay. So if you need to mix, you know help this out a little bit, Elijah is the older prophet. Elisha is the rich young, you know, yeah. the rich young prophet. Yeah, his his the prophet in training successor. Successor yeah. um, is that Elijah gives him. Not only does Elisha say yes in that day, yeah, like he you know throws the cloak on him. He's like, all right, vibe, let's do it. Be my disciple. Yeah. Follow me. Cool, that's happening. But if you read the story, if you go through it, Kings, multiple times Elijah says to Elisha, "Hey, just stay here. I'm going to go to Jerusalem, or stay here. I'm going to go to Jordan, or stay here, and I'm going to go here." And every time, Elisha says, "No, where you go, I go." Mm. And I think there, I think it, what it does is it paints this reality. And Jesus says it in 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 the call is like, "You got to die to yourself." daily yeah it's very good because you know we're called to be living sacrifices right we offer our bodies as living sacrifices romans 12 says and i think many of us have these beautiful moments where we say yes lord send me wherever whatever however whenever like we have these beautiful like where we we literally die to ourselves we have these die to ourselves moments 
but I know in my life, and I'll just speak for me, is that I've had those moments, but I've also had moments where I've been like, but right today I kind of want to pull myself off the altar. Mm-hmm. Like today I'd rather just do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of control a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I think there's this day, like this, I've realized in my own life that I have to have these daily moments of saying, Lord, I'm recommitting my life to you. Yeah. Lord, I'm recommitting dying to my own agenda, dying yeah. to my own desires, dying to what's comfortable or easy. Yeah. You know, I'm committed to doing it scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. You know, I'm committed to doing it in, in the uncertainty. Yeah. I'm committing to trusting you, even though it, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure where this is going to go, yeah. but I trust that you see that more than I see and understand more than I understand. Yeah. And I'm going to die to myself again today. And when, you know, if, if I'm tempted to say, no, I'm going to sit this one out, you know, I'm going to sit this call out or I'm going to sit this moment out or this activity out or this opportunity out. I hope that I would have the same response that Elisha has to Elijah says, no, 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 where you go, I go. Yeah. Yeah. Where totally. you go, I go. Yeah. And uh, to live in that daily surrender, because again, we are, our, our focus drifts, right? We, yeah. we drift and the world is enticing and safety is enticing and security is enticing oh, yeah. and um, plenty is enticing and like there's just a lot of and they're not all bad things but when they become your pursuit or when they become your focus yeah and you take your focus off jesus you know the hindrance that allows you to take that full step right a hundred percent and the, i mean to tell it all off is that jesus actually tells us he's like if you actually are unable to take up your cross and follow me you actually can't be my disciple. Yeah. Like, if you're unwilling to die to yourself, then you actually can't follow me. Yeah. Because I'm asking for all of you. Yeah. I'm not asking for a tip or a token. I'm yeah. asking for your full heart. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a daily, it's a daily decision to to commit our heart to Him. Mm-hmm. And so, really, it comes down to this real question. And and I do believe, again, God is asking every one of us this question. But I do believe this question has become more and more poignant as we the world unfolds before us. You know, we every one of us can sense that the world is shifting. We are in a there is a shift happening mm-hmm. where, you know, and so again, I'm not here to speculate what that looks like or what that means. I just know that there's a shift happening. Yeah. And the question is going to come to all of us today is are we willing? Yeah. Like, are we willing to follow Jesus? Like, are we willing to follow Jesus if it means losing? your closest friends. Yep. Like, are you willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from your family? Yep. I was just talking to someone not too long ago, just recently, and this gentleman was telling me, like, hey, if I'm saying yes to Jesus, I I don't know how my parents are going to respond. Yep. And it may mean me losing my home or my, you know, relationship. Yep. And he is counting the cost of that. Yep. Like that's a real conversation that's happened not too long ago in the in the in the, in the near future in the distant past here recent past, and so like that those are real things, mm-hmm. and he's counting the cost. Or or are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your reputation, people thinking you're weird or whatever? Yep. Are you are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your job? Like whatever yep. it comes to that place, hey, I put all my security, I put all my hope, I put all my financial trust and all the stuff in this career, and yeah. I'm gonna lose my job over that. Like what are you gonna do? Am I willing to follow Jesus, even if it means losing my my life? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, these are they kind of maybe they can be presented maybe as extreme questions, like oh that'll never happen, maybe, but maybe it will. And that, and the question I have to come to is, what do I value more? Is is Christianity sort of a show up on Sunday event for me, 
Or am I dying to myself daily as a follower? Yeah. Am I truly a follower of Jesus? Or am I just sort of like a casual Christian who shows up to church when it's convenient and there's nothing else interrupting that time? Absolutely. You know, and again, I'm not saying church is the defining moment, but it is a, it is a fruit of the of your following. You yeah. know, being a part of the local body, being part of a community of faith. Um, it is God's plan for the local world to to reach the world through the local church. Um, so I do believe it. It speaks it speaks to something that's going on in your heart, right? So, oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so here we are. Luke 14, Jesus tells us, again, this is his commitment. Like, Whoever does not deny, their, deny themselves or carry the cross cannot be my disciple. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty, like he's kind of saying, listen, it's, this is not really a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm really hoping that as my follower of Jesus, you could get to this point. I'm hoping as a follower, you could you get, no, he's like, this is actually a, a, a prerequisite yeah. to being a follower. It's not just that you believe. Like you got to know about me. You got to believe in me. You got to trust me. But you got to trust me to the point where you're willing to die to yourself. You got to trust me in the point where you're willing to sacrifice what you think is the most important thing for what I want to tell you is the most important thing. Absolutely. And man, that is a hard lesson. Like I'm not, please, if you're listening to us have this conversation, please know that this is not something that even myself, I have not conquered this. Like I have to do this daily myself too because it's hard. It's a tough message, and there mm. are seasons where I'm. There are seasons where it's kind of easier, I should say, but sure. there's other seasons where it's like, no, this is a tough decision. Yeah, when it comes to like, I've come to terms with. Oh, how do I communicate this? Like, when it comes to like the wanting control over my life or those kinds of things, like in the nitpicky day to day, it's a daily surrender for sure. Like mm. yielding the leadership of my life off of me. And unto him, that's it. But when it comes to like, I don't know when it was, but I've had that revelation of like, I am not, and now obviously I've never been faced with this situation, so I can't say for certain, but I am not afraid to give my life for the gospel because I have already died. Mm -hmm. Like, like I've already died. I have been crucified with Christ. Yeah. And I've never had to be in that situation so i can't say yeah what it feels like or anything like that and i'm not saying that i do know but i'm not i'm not afraid yeah because i've had a revelation from god what it means to be crucified with christ and to move forward with that now does that mean i know how to like let jesus lead me in every area of my life no that is a day that is a morning prayer every day 100 percent. but on those bigger things it's like my prayer for us that is that the spirit would give us a revelation of what that actually means to die. Yeah. And so that, that we don't have to be afraid of uncomfortability or inconvenience or be afraid of death or be afraid of anything because we are already in Christ. Absolutely. And that's certain. So whatever happens here on earth is, is whatever. It's, I'm in Christ. That's it. I mean, I was thinking, I'm just looking it up. I was trying to remember their names. I think it's Gary and Melissa Skinner. Gary, both from Ototo. And I remember they were speaking at a conference not too long ago. I was at, and, and uh, I think it's Melissa. I hope it's Melissa. I'll have to look it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, but the story is that she they they were called to Uganda to start this mm. this orphanage okay. in Ototo, cool. which is a huge, you know, huge ministry. Many people have heard of it. And they do amazing things, rescuing orphans and educating them and beautiful creating a church and i think they have it's this it's thousands thousands tens of thousands of people who go to this church now wow but i remember in the early days she was she told the story of how 
they were in their home and their kids were young and you know obviously they had made a commitment to deny themselves and to go to a new country into you know a new surrounding and do do this beautiful ministry which i'm sure wasn't the most probably the one of the hardest decisions they ever made to leave canada to go do this absolutely and then continue to make in the struggle of it all right the beginning but then she tells a story of how robbers came in broke into their home at gunpoint full of masks and she's got their kids and they're all you know all yelling it's a high energy high emotional moment and they're all face on the ground and she's looking at her little girl and knowing that death is imminent that she brought her family to this place that her and her husband brought their family to this place and she's telling her little girl just focus on jesus just focus on jesus and the trigger is pulled multiple times but it doesn't discharge facing certain death and she's having this moment so it's not just that she's dying to herself for herself but she's actually leading her family in this moment yeah and and what what strike what struck me of this story is not only that the, the gun didn't go off and then the, the the robbers left and they were they obviously God spared their lives that that was a, a, that's a miracle in itself yeah but they stayed yeah <laughs> like they stayed knowing that that could happen again knowing that not just her own life not just their own life but what it could mean for their kids and their yeah. family and their future. And because of their faithfulness of saying yes, man, I, I don't have the stats. I can't tell you, but I know that they've they've helped thousands of kids. They planted a church that that serves thousands of people every week, and it's just the fruit of their faithfulness, the fruit of their ability to say yes even to death. God has multiplied that, yeah, a thousandfold. Mm-hmm. And I think again, I'm not saying that's going to be everyone's story, the fruit of everyone's life, yeah. But it's it's one thing to say yes to Jesus when the cost is, you know, trivial. Mm-hmm. But I think what Jesus is telling us is, listen, it, this might actually cost your death, but you trust me in your death. You yeah. trust me in those moments. And that even if it does mean death, that I'm going to use your death for even something greater. Yeah. And, and again, that is a hard message. It's a hard lesson. And I'm, I'm even, as we talk about it, processing what that even means, really. Mm-hmm. But it is coming down to this, okay, God, everything that I have, you've given me. Yeah. And if I say you're not just my savior, who you're going to save me from hell, but you're the Lord of my life, who's going to lead my life and direct yeah. my steps and lead my, not just me, but even my family, mm-hmm. I got to I gotta trust you in the good and I got to trust you in the hard. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and what does it look like to be that? And I guess for me as the pastor of this community, like I just, that's the deep seated prayer for me. Yeah. Is I want that for me and my family for sure, but I want that for our community. I want that for mm-hmm. our church. I want the harbor to be a place where we all can grow into what this is actually look like to be like faithful and fruitful disciples of Jesus who are all in, mm-hmm. who continually learn and encourage one another to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow Jesus as the only way, truth, and life. And I believe if we can be a people like that, then I think that's what God's calling. Well, I just think that's what God's calling us to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I just don't know. I just think like if we can be that together and we can encourage one another in that journey, which is a hard lifelong journey, I just don't, I just, I just kind of get excited about what's the other side of that obedience. Like what can God do with that level of obedience? What can God do with that level of faithfulness? What can God do with that level of commitment to the being like whatever you want, Jesus? Mm -hmm. I'm really committed. I'm really actually drawn to this idea of ownership versus stewardship. Because the idea of ownership is like it's mine. 
and we kind of cling to it. But stewardship is like what's open-handed, right? So if you can measure with me, like oh, I have one hand that's closed, I have one hand that's open. And I think ownership is a beautiful language. You've used ownership as a, in, in a positive way for a long time, but sometimes ownership can also mean like unwillingness to let go. Mm-hmm. And if someone's, it's like imagine someone's trying to take something that's in your hand with closed fists and they got to pry your fingers back. It's yeah, like painful. Yeah. You got to fight through it. Yeah. Where stewardship still holds what's yeah. in the hand. Carries it. It carries it. Right. But it gives God the ability to take out and put in yeah. freely Absolutely. without pain. Right. And I think there is this beautiful, if what would it look like if we understood that we're stewards of not just even the things that God's given us, but our life, like the life that we actually have, we're all just called to steward it in a way that's like, God, this is yours. Yeah. I've, I've died to myself. Mm-hmm. Right. I've denied myself. I'm, I'm living for you. Like the yeah. one way missionaries we talked about last week, like yeah. I'm living for you. Like I, I've died to myself, whatever you want to do in me, through me. Mm-hmm. How, how, does God, how does God work all things together for good for those who love him? Mm-hmm. When we have that open-handed posture, mm-hmm. saying, God, whatever you want to do, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm all yeah. in. And, um, and again, that is a hard decision. That is not a decision you make once. That's not a decision you make lightheartedly. That is a decision you make daily yeah. with, a very, with high intention. Yeah. Right? Yeah, fully aware. And that's a decision you got to pull people into your life to encourage you to continue to make mm-hmm. because it's hard enough when you're in community, it's almost impossible when you're by yourself. Yep, absolutely. Right? And so, anyway, that's the call. So, what does it look like to to deny ourselves, to take up a cross? It means to put to death mm. our own ideas, yep. our own plans, our own desires. And what we do is we exchange those things for him. Yeah, I love it. Exchange that's fantastic. Thanks again for joining us for Sunday Encore. We pray this sparks Jesus-centered conversations in your home or small group as we continue to grow into an overflowing relationship with Jesus. 